It's time to become a member of Playvolution HQ and Exploration's Early Learning. There's a free option and three paid patron-level options. All come with free stuff and ongoing automatic training and merch discounts. For as little as a dollar a month, you can become a patron. That supports our work and you get premium stuff like early access to fresh podcast episodes. Go to explorationsearlylearning.com slash membership or click the link in this episode's description to learn more. All the cool listeners are doing it. On with the show. us from Newcastle in the Australia. We've got Nicole Halton from Inspired EC, inspiredec.com. If you need more Nicole in your life, how you doing, Nicole? G'day. I am good. How are you doing? I am I am delightful. Uh, our our seasons are changing. We're we're swapping seasons right now, huh? You're you're coming into you're coming into summer, spring and summer and uh and we're moving into into uh, into winter time here. How's that been going for you? It's, it's good. It's nice to have the warmer weather. Does your seasons, I don't think they actually change at the same time as ours. So like spring started on the 1st of September here and and summer will start on the 1st of December. I so mean, does your winter start on the 1st of December? I mean, I mean, what if, I mean, I think technically it's when the summer solstice or whatever the, I don't know, but it's about, I mean, it's I about, the, it's, things are, things start changing yeah as is always like on the first is the first official day it's like the first of a month yeah i don't know if we have official i don't don't know if we have official days um but it's been getting it's been getting chillier here at the at the beach because this is our our first our first uh our first winter winter here at the beach and it doesn't Mm -hmm. i mean it doesn't get cold snowy like it did in iowa but it's not it's not steaming um let me see i got my little calculator up here uh we we had uh, it was it was like in the four low 40s the low 40s so uh, around the the low hundreds here low low 40s um low 40s is hot yeah i mean that's what no that's what summer was like oh right i'm gonna say that's like really hot okay yeah yeah and so so that's summer so for most of the winter it's gonna be 55 ish fahrenheit which is like 12 um celsius that's probably what we get here like in newcastle it's it's like we complain that it's cold but it's really not that cold yeah and so so the other but the morning lows are a little bit colder so the other do other morning it was uh uh 42 fahrenheit that's five celsius five and a half celsius and uh, but but a couple weeks ago i started um I, 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 I've started doing sunrise runs on the beach because I, I thought, Hey, that would be that something would be fun. fun to do. That would be aspirational. And, yeah. uh, but, but I decided I'm going to do it barefoot. I'm going to do it all, all year long barefoot. And so I did that and it was a little bit, is a little bit chilly. The, a bit the sand, 
the, the, the sand was actually a little bit a little bit chilly on on the toes yeah but um there's there's only a few days during the year when it gets down that low and they they hit and miss so i think i'll be able to I think i'll be able to live through it because um a lot of times you want to acclimate to new things but i don't want to acclimate to to thinking that it's cold when it's not really when i when when the first 50 years of my life i i i knew that You've that was cold, cold so i don't want to i don't want to i don't want to I don't want to have to start. I just don't want to have to wear too many clothes. I just want to nah. keep my wardrobe basically the same. Um, so, so you got, you got fun summer time, the kids, you got holiday breaks coming yeah. up. You, I mean, your summer break are right, right around Christmas, isn't it? Yeah. Our, or mine, my children finish on like the 6th of December. They finish earlier than a lot of schools, but so they finish really early in December and then they're off until almost the start of February. So they've kind of got, most of the summer yeah. off and which is really nice i probably don't have most of the summer off but they do probably not um probably not um but i don't know we're just hoping that we actually get a summer this year we haven't really had one for the last few years we had really bad bushfires a couple of years ago and really hot summer and then the last couple have been like flooding raining kind of cool don't even want to swim summers so i'm hoping for sunshine swimming sunshine swimming no fires um yeah, and, no, and no wasn't there like a, a a mouse invasion or something a year or two oh ago? yeah the, we'll see the mouse invasion happened after years of drought um yeah. it's like it's all sorts of extremes here Oh, listeners, go back and what was it, 2020, 2019, sometime in there, Australia mouse invasion. There's like there's like farmers scooping shovels, shovels full of mice running around their their grain bins. It was delightful yeah. to watch. Thankfully, like to it watch. wasn't near here. It was yeah. like a little bit further inland. So we were safe, but it yeah. was still wanna, disturbing. Don't want to. Don't want to be infested by mice. So, Nicole, I had this. I was reading before we before we logged on to record about this thing, and I didn't read a lot about it, but. We'll see if it's a podcast episode. So it's something called the perfect solution fallacy. Have you have you bumped into this before? I have not. Okay, so it's it's I mean it's it's exactly what it sounds like, and so it's this uh, this mindset that that we uh, we we reject a course of action or idea or ideas because they're not the perfect solution to what we're what we're looking for and and so i think we 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 humans have a tendency to do this and i was i was looking at this because i i have been really interested in uh, listeners of this show and and attendees at trainings i do um reach out sometimes for for help with implementation, uh, for example, we want to embrace rough and tumble play. We want to do more process focused art projects. We want to, uh, whatever it is, uh, support more risk taking, that kind of stuff. How do we do that? And and I think one thing that holds programs and individuals up from making making changes is that they get locked into this fallacy, this idea that they need to have the perfect solution before they can move forward. And, yeah. and so I thought maybe we could pick that apart and maybe it'll be an episode and maybe it won't. And maybe it'll be a really short one. I don't know. What do you think? Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm the person for this and maybe I'm not, I don't know because I am a perfectionist. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I can relate to that. I can relate to that. But having said that, I also am happy to embrace change and 
I know that sometimes that's messy, um, but it's actually one of the things where I think I feel like Tash and I work really well together because I, as I say, I'm a perfectionist. She's not a perfectionist. She's a let's get it done kind of person. So we kind of balance each other out. I could, you know, I get very much stuck in kind of the analysis paralysis side of things where I'm like, mm-hmm. I need to have the right solution. It needs to look perfect. It needs to all be, you know, organized, ordered, set up a system, do with this, do with that, because I think, oh, what's the point of doing it if you're not going to do it right from the beginning? Like I want to do it all right from the beginning. It's got to feel perfect. Whereas for Tash, it's like, but if we worry so much about that, we actually never get it done. Like we just don't do it at all. So it's like mm-hmm. finding that happy blend. And I think that's what we need to do in early childhood settings is find that happy blend because if we're not prepared to take a step or a direction that's not what we deem to be perfect, that perfect solution, that you know implementation that looks a certain way or if we're not prepared to try things and fail and you know kind of it may take a few goes to get there but if we're not prepared to do that we actually don't go anywhere at all um so even though I'm well aware of my own perfectionistic tendencies I've very much had to and have learned to um kind of overcome that and also recognize that there's not really one perfect solution you know like what looks like the perfect solution for me doesn't work for somebody else so it's not really the perfect solution um, you know, it's like that whole, it, it's a control issue, I think, for a lot of people. I know it is for me. Like, if I think something should be done a certain way, it's hard to say, to see that there could be another way to do it. And yet the other person who comes in to do it another completely different way, that way might even end up being better. Does any of that make sense? So how <laughs> you you said you've, you've, you've kind of broken up with or you're trying to break oh, up or how, what, what's that breakup of, of your need for everything to be perfect and living in the world where the rest of us exist. Um, it's hard. How, it's how hard. Do you navigate that? It's tricky because it's, and I know a lot of it comes down to just my personality. That's just who I am. And I, I can identify that, but it is tricky. Sometimes it's just that whole weighing up, you know, like there's that saying of, you know, done is better than perfect. And I tend to try and say that to myself if I'm getting stuck in that need to have a perfect solution or that need to have a perfect, you know, format or that need to have a perfect policy or that need, you know, whatever it is. And I'll try and say that to myself. It's like done is better than perfect. And it's like I do it even now with, um, you know, if I put a blog post out on our website, for example, I'll write a blog post and I used to procrastinate on it for a couple of days and mm-hmm. before I'd, you know, make sure it was all right and then I'd read it again, make sure there was no typos and, you know, whatever. and you'd put it out and inevitably there'd be something that you'd notice later and I'd go back and edit it and whatever. But now it's like just hit done, hit send, put it out mm-hmm. there. It's like it's not, it doesn't need to be perfect and it doesn't really matter. No one's... No one, well, people probably are judging. I used to have a parent when I was working in an early childhood service and every every fortnight I'd do a newsletter for the families and every fortnight I'd check it as thoroughly as I could, but you're rushed, you're, you know, busy, you'd hit send. And within about half an hour, I'd get an email back from this one parent and just say, 
there's a typo on page three. Or did you mean the date on page four to be this? Because I think mm-hmm. it's the wrong date. And it's like, oh, fuck you. Like, I just used to get <laughs> fuck you. And I think, like, it's like, mate, you're feeding my per- perfectionism. Like, that's not helping. But I don't know. I think you kind of have to have those things that you tell yourself to train yourself out of it a little bit, you know, or I get Tash to tell me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she'll I mean, tell me you're being perfectionistic. Just get it done. And I'm uh-huh. like, okay. <laughs> well, yeah. And, and I mean, but you need a cash. <laughs> well, or maybe, maybe you need a Nicole because uh, behind the scenes here, and it's been what a month or two ago, I was working on a project for, for inspired. And I, and I set what I thought was a final version to, to Tosh, like, um, look at this, have somebody on your team, look at this and tell me if there's anything that needs to be changed. And she gets back to me fairly quickly and says, no, all good. And, and then I think I'm, I'm done and I, I do the wrap up thing. And then a couple of days later, I get an email from Nicole saying, Hey, could you change this <laughs> and this and this? And, and I'm like, yeah. And it, and it took, it took three and a half minutes. Um, but I sent it to the wrong person for, for that <laughs> final proofing. And you so needed it to go to the perfectionist. Now, now, now I know who to send it to, um, when, when we do something like that again, but, um, yes. so having, having those things in your life are, is really important. And I've got to look, I've never really been much of a perfectionist. I mean, it's just not the way I'm wired. And again, you mentioned temperament, but that's, mm. and, and that's a big part of it, but how's that feel with in your, in your gut when you're, when you're letting something go out into the world, that's not as perfect as you would maybe like it to be. How's that feel? That used to be really hard for me. Like I used to find that really hard to put it out, like put things out there. And I, this is probably why I have six half written novels on my computer (laughs) because because I get really invested in them. And then I get to a point, like one of them I've written 70,000 words. So it's like nearly a full bloody book. And then I'll pick it back up again and I read it and I'm like, oh, that's just shit. And I put it away, but then the idea comes back and so I get it back out again. And there's that, it does hold you back, I think sometimes. Whereas with, when I write short stories, for example, I've entered a couple of short stories in various writing competitions and, you know, I've been shortlisted and I've, you know, had a couple of like sort of smaller prizes and things that I'm like, okay, you're capable, but it's like when it's short, it's like I don't have the space for the perfectionism. When it's something big, it's much harder. And it's the same with like, you know, work projects or, you know, big change when you're in early childhood or whatever, like those bigger things feel harder. I used to find it hard. We have um, our like quality assurance system here. We have, you know, lots of documents we have to submit and whatever. And I would read over them and reread them and reread them and reread them and reread them before I'd hit send because it was such a big, important thing. Whereas other smaller things, I was like, oh, yeah, that'll do. I could send that email quite easily, you know, without worrying too much about it. But, yeah, it's hard in the gut sometimes, I think, like yeah. just to let that go. And I think it's I, I feel like for people who aren't perfectionists, it can be really hard to kind of go, well, what are you worried about? Like just do the thing. You know, I I do try and tell myself what's the worst that's going to happen. If I put this out into the world, if I, you know, put this thing on our website or whatever and it's wrong, there's an error in it or, you know, I haven't proofread it or, you know, whatever it is, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? Like mm-hmm. is someone going to die? You know, I think there's times where perfectionism is kind of important. You know, we need to sure. get things right, like around, you know, recording 
children's medication, for example, if I'm, yeah. you know, going to dose up a child with some medication in my service, then I want things to be, there is a perfect solution for that. You know, it's like, this is the format. This is the template. This is fill it in, make sure it's ticked to the boxes. We've met all our regulatory requirements and it's done right. There's no wriggle room for that. But then there's yeah. other things with, you know, creative things where I think there's a lot more wiggle room and, you know, and and there's plenty of potential. Like you were saying with people who, you know, sort of come to you and say, well, you know, I'm, I want to implement this. And we do, the, we have the same, you know, people come to us and say, oh, I want to implement a nature play program. How do I do it? And it's like, well, that's, that's a very loaded question because that yeah. looks very different in different places. It depends on your people. It depends on your families, your children, your environment. It depends on your weather. Like there's, what do you want to get out of it? What's your aim? You know, like there's all those sorts of questions that there can be 45 different ways to implement it. It doesn't have to look one particular way. And so I think that's where, that's where I've always struggled actually with and we have a couple of things, and I know you do too, with like observation templates and things like that where people can actually take them, use them, and, um, you know, it's about keeping it simple. And I think it's important to have those things available, but it's also important for people to know that it doesn't have to look like X, Y, and Z. You could make it your own. You know, there isn't always just that one perfect solution for people. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean... There's there's very rarely a perfect solution because yeah we, there there are especially when you're dealing with human beings because there are so many variables there are so many moving parts okay. that it is it is impossible to have all of the information you would need to make a perfect decision yeah you just you just can't know everything and even you if can. you could know anything you're you're unable to process it all um and organize it and sort it into a way that would give you a perfect solution so the the best thing i think we could do do is maybe step back a little bit and and have a more a more realistic version of of perfect or a a yeah. instead of a a perfectionist mindset a eh, that's good enough mindset yeah yeah. And that's it. It's like sometimes, you know, again, it's that whole done is better than perfect. Like, you know, if, if you've not even put anything out there, the book that's imperfect is better than the book that hasn't even been put out, you know, like you're already further ahead, you know, like the, the, I don't know, whatever it is, like it, there's so many things that we can do that if you've not even done it at all, you're already behind, you know, whereas you've put it out there, it might not be perfect, it might not be exactly how you want it, but it's doing the job, you know, it's, yeah. it's doing whatever it is that you need it to do. And and in most situations, w once you once you take action, you you can go back and edit. I mean, you mentioned that yeah. with blog posts. You can, but you can do that with you can do that thing with things in your settings. So you set up a a process art center, and then it is overwhelmingly messy, or or you didn't have the the paint in the right containers, and the uh, the paint is always getting tipped over, or what it is, whatever it is. You can you can go back and you can you can learn from from those mistakes that you observe those imperfections and then you can slowly over time refine things to create a something that's closer to your your perfect image of what that's process it. art it's should that, look like yeah it's that tweaking and fine tuning and you know we'll we'll get to something it just i think we always want a perfect solution so that we could implement something overnight and it's yeah. like well you know 
we want to do, you know, nature play, well, we want to do it tomorrow. So give me the perfect solution so that I can just do that tomorrow. And it just doesn't work like that. Things take time. Things take trial and error. They take, you know, monumental fuck ups. And then you go, oh, shit, that's that's not what yeah. we wanted. Let's, you know, step back a few paces and then find a different way. And, you know, I and I think there's so much value in that, that if you continue to search for the perfect solution, you actually miss that important those important steps of discovering how things didn't work or, you know, how it could have been better or, you know, I, I just think you you lack something if you don't have that. Yeah, yeah. And those those setbacks, those those mistakes, those those misjudgments, um, you you put the paint in in containers that are that are tall and narrow and they get tipped over all the time. Well, you the, the way you learn that that's not the best choice, that you want something with a wide base is is to to put them in the wrong containers and have a, a monumental mess made and then and then learn that, hey, we've got these other containers over here that are going to work better next time. And yeah. so so instead of start instead of of thinking as perfection as something you can have on day one um maybe thinking of it as a process you're working toward and so i'm going to implement this new thing and it's going to be imperfect and messy and and it's gonna it's gonna make my teeth hurt because i'm a perfectionist on the, on the first day but by by day 72 when i when i've refined things and changed things over time things are going to be humming along and i'm going to feel a lot better about it yeah if that see, if that's see that wasn't that was a thing. Hey, we made a podcast. We um, did. We talked about I mean, a thing. Is is I mean this is I mean this is hardly a perfect episode, but no, that done better than perfect. Yeah, it's good enough, and I think we are pretty, <laughs> pretty much done, aren't we? Any it'll do. <laughs> Look at us. It'll do. It's fine. Hey, hey, listeners. One thing this episode could use as your thoughts you can email me with the link is in the show notes or you can call our new nifty voicemail number 228-363-6737 leave a message and then i can edit your question or comment or snide remark or <laughs> or joyfulness or kids question or whatever question. you've got into into the uh the episode and then and then you'll have the joy of one day hearing yourself on the Child Care Bar and Grill podcast, which yes. I know every every little early learning person when they're a when they're a child, they dream of one day having their voice on this podcast. So this is a, a chance for your your dreams to become become realities, listeners. And if um, you've got an accent, you might even end up on here. Uh, that's you, how I'm yeah. here, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. Like, I mean, that's, all, that's why. Why, of course, here we, <laughs> we, we we had a we had a quota to fill with uh with foreign accents, and so that's why yeah. we brought Nicole in, so we'd meet our meet our quotas. Um, I, I might be overselling the voicemail thing, but it'd be fun. Uh, and again, if you if you wanna if you wanna want a drunk call, that'd be great too. Or you know. <laughs> Look, if you if you have if you need household tips, um, that's that's great. Call the voicemail. If you have e if you have re relationship questions, call the voicemail. There's there's nothing you could call and leave in that voicemail that I can't figure out how to work into this podcast. I I, I think. Yes. And if you think you have figured something out, leave that one too because I'd like the That'll challenge. That'll be fun. That'll be delightful. Hey, this has been the Child Care Bar and Grill Podcast. Back soon. Bye bye. Bye.
This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.